Isaiah 63, verses 7 through 14. I will recount the steadfast love of the Lord, the praises of the Lord, according to all that the Lord has granted us, and the great goodness to the house of Israel that he has granted them according to his compassion, according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he said, Surely they are my people, children who will not deal falsely. And he became their savior, and all their affliction he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Therefore, he turned to be their enemy and himself fought against them. Then he remembered the days of old of Moses and his people. Where is he who brought them up out of the sea with the shepherds of his flock? Where is he who put in the midst of them his Holy Spirit? who caused his glorious arm to go at the right hand of Moses, who divided the waters before them to make for himself an everlasting name, who led led them through the depths. Like a horse in the desert, they did not stumble. Like livestock that go down in the valley, the spirit of the Lord gave them rest. So you led your people to make yourself a glorious name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Man, a great passage. Uh, the Lord's mercy remembered, and and some, you know, uh, like a very quick flyover of the yep. history of Israel. <laughs> yeah, and, um, you know, this is kind of an interesting passage because the Bible, you know, because God, and this is to me one of the really compelling reasons to believe the Bible and to believe that God is, uh, who we believe Him to be, is you know, God far exceeds our understanding and, yeah. and he exceeds our, our versions of reason and logic. And in one of those things, it's, there's the, what is called the immutability of God, the idea that God never changes and, and, you know, the sovereignty of God, the idea yeah. that God ordains and is in control of all things. Mm. And yet we all, and so, and cl- uh, scripture very clearly presents and affirms those ideas Yet we also, you know, we see like uh, in the story of Noah and the flood, um, it says that God regretted that he made man. And, you know, and then here we see like there's almost like this sense of God, like changing his allegiances, you know, because of his emotions. And yet what this is doing is it's we're we're seeing God work through human eyes. And Mm -hmm. so to me the the dissonance that we see in scripture is actually it, it is this proof that of a god who who exceeds our our understanding and it puts him into human terms while you know under the understanding that you know these things are both yes and and true and so that's kind of what we see going on here and and we see uh god's mercy has the final word um, for the sake of his glory. So what are your thoughts on this passage? Yeah, I mean, 61, 62, beginning of 63, we see this sort of this total picture of redemption. Mm-hmm. Like we see the Lord making the way for this new Jerusalem, this new Israel, yeah. um, this kingdom of, of priests and ministers, um, the church. And then in 63, you know, the day of vengeance. And and now, um, you know, Isaiah here is the one speaking. And Isaiah is looking back on all that the Lord 
um, has done, recounting his mercy, recounting what he has accomplished uh, for his people, this great love. Mm. Um, and, and, and then in verse nine, he, he talks about how God became their savior and how in their affliction, he was afflicted and his love, he redeemed them. And, you know, it's, it's just, you, you can't, uh, there, there's almost this, this ministry of remembrance or ministry of reminding yeah. that the people of God have always exercised over, you know, over the span of, of history. Mm-hmm. And it, it, this is just a good, a good, um, example to us of how, how to look back at all that the Lord has done in recounting his mercy and reminding ourselves of, of the gospel. Mm, absolutely. You know, I love, uh, verses eight and nine. He said, surely they are my people, children who will not deal falsely. And he became their savior and all their affliction. He was afflicted. The angel of his presence, you know, angel, like it's the minister of his presence, the Mm -hmm. messenger of his presence saved them in his love. And in his pity, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. Then it turns to basically the people hardened their hearts and, and uh, for a moment, God God gives them over to himself before this ultimate and final redemption. But I, I think what we see in verse eight, it, it's, a, it's a prototype of the gospel that is fulfilled in Christ, that in their affliction, he was afflicted. Well, that's not just a back in Genesis and Exodus thing, but Christ comes and and he recalls that he he becomes afflicted in every way that we are yet without sin right and i i think it's really interesting the the angel of his presence saved them you know god's presence in, in the exodus it's very centralized there's the pillar of fire there there's the cloud there's you know the tent of meeting and yet in the new covenant we are given God's presence, every one of us filled with his presence. Right. And and so it's this like even better fulfillment uh, of God's presence, saving us and and filling us Mm. and and redeeming us. And he lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. And and this is what is set forth in Christ It is an even truer and even fuller and more comprehensive gospel than what the people in Egypt saw. Yeah. And to me that that's very compelling. Absolutely. And man, we, you know, part of what, what we do here, part of what, you know, you're doing hosting ODR is helping the people of God recount the mercy of the Lord. As we talk about scripture, as we talk about these various passages, we're really looking back and reminding ourselves each morning what it is the Lord has done. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about this fuller picture that we now have as Mm -hmm. we remind ourselves of what he's done. You know, Isaiah in this passage He's speaking about things that he hasn't fully grasped. He hasn't fully seen or encountered. Mm-hmm. He has these shadows of what, you know, what's to come. But we have this great privilege of recounting, a, like you said, a fuller story of what mm-hmm. Christ has done for us um, as we read on in our Bibles. And man, it's just a reminder, you know, to me, like how often do I pause each and every day? And just recount the love and the mercy of Lord displayed to me in Christ. Mm. You know, how, how often do we really pause and, and recount the mercy of the Lord and praise him for what he has done? You know, admittedly, I don't, I don't, I don't do, you know, in the busyness of the day, I don't stop and recount the mercy of the Lord. Amen. Yeah. And it's easy to read like the, the story of Exodus and think like those people saw something 
more amazing than anything I've seen. I mean, they were led out of right. Egypt by God. But the testimony that we live by, that God became a man mm. and died for us, and now we're all filled with the Holy Spirit, and the testimonies of how a spirit is at work all around us and, and across the world, in the Middle East, in China, in you know, Latin America, like all across the world, like what we have come to behold is far more glorious than God leading a people out of a nation. It's God dying for his people, rising from the dead and overcoming death and, and beginning to undo the curse across the world. That And we just see it with such dull, apathetic eyes. We do. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I think that's like such a great reminder of, you know, what we see in Exodus, what we see Isaiah laying out here. It's just such a small foretaste of a much more full thing yeah. that is to come and, and has come. And like you said yesterday, the already not yet, what has already been accomplished, what is being accomplished and what is yet to be. And so, yeah, it, it should fill us with just deep gratitude. It should. And, you know, as we remind ourselves, um, you know, of the gospel and what it is that you, you know, you just told us about what it is the Lord has done, like this fuels our worship. Mm. If we're not consistently thinking about what it is Lord has done for us, you know, we are going to grow stagnant and stale. Yeah, um, and, and this ministry of reminding is sort of a ministry that's been given to like the global church. I was, mm -hmm. I was in Japan a few weeks ago and I was gathering with God's people in a really, you know, unreached place, a small little group of believers. And they were recounting of the mercy of the Lord in their lives together. They were recounting together, remembering together. And I felt a little out of place because I'm American. I'm not Japanese. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what? I, I had the word of God and I was able to recount of the Lord's blessings with these Japanese brothers and sisters. And I was just reminded, like, we all have this same ministry of re recounting the mercy of the Lord, the steadfast love of the Lord um, in Christ. Yeah. And just to end on a super practical level, it's just a good, like, inventory type question of what does my prayer life and time with God look like? Yeah. Is it, is it always asking for more something? Is it always focused on my circumstances? How much time do I spend with God just recounting his mercy and his steadfast love to me? And, uh, it's convicting and it is, absolutely. it's challenging. And so I would just encourage you if you're listening to this to spend time and Billy, I would encourage you. <laughs> I would encourage myself spend some time today recounting God's love, his patience, and his steadfast love to you. Amen. Well, we're going to continue on in Isaiah. So for Billy Bean, this is Will Carlisle, and we'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.